0: Hello and welcome to Permanently Resident, a podcast about the the ups and downs of living abroad. My name is Robin. I'm originally from Brighton, England, and I'm living in Richmond, California.
1: I'm Jose. I'm from Simi Valley, California, and I'm living in Tokyo, Japan now.
0: So this is episode number six. Today we're talking about going home. So uh, let's uh, let's start by talking about this two types of people you generally find I think in the expat communities and immigrant communities. Those people who are 100% committed to staying where they are, and then the other group, which is those people who are maybe not often but sometimes talking about how they want to go home. Oh, the you know back home is so great. You know, just in five years and ten years, I'm going to be back there
1: exactly the that pull to go back home so i want to first can i mention my uncle i think he's one of those people who came to the united states uh at a later age maybe in his late 30s with with a family with kids and uh, i always remember him telling me all the time like i just you know i'm gonna work put my kids in university then you know, once he get married, like all these little goals, right? Setting up all these goals, and once he hit these goals, you know, his eventual plan was to go back home.
0: But why? But why? What was? What was? What did he think he'd find when he went back home? I think uh, what he would
1: find was just a connection to his country. So I don't think in his mind he was ever an American. He was just yeah. he was just a Peruvian. Uh, who was in, in the U.S. to better better his family, to make money. And then once every, he settled everybody or once everyone was stable, then he could go back home to connect with his family, uh, be in his culture. And I don't know, maybe run a little small restaurant
0: or something. Like that was his mm-hmm. dream. But did he, has he gone back then or is he still there? Um uh,
1: he's still there but at this point one of my one of his kids my cousin she's married yeah. and she has a kid and um my other cousin his son um uh, her her younger brother his son uh he's you know he graduated college he's about 30 he hasn't married but i think at this time you know they're both stable you know so i think I think that should be, you know, incoming unless his mind has changed recently but yeah, I think he could he could finally hit his goal pretty soon.
0: But the thing is I think once you've waited that long if he's been in the US for 30 years or however long it's been now, mm-hmm. he's going to go back home and, and he's he, you know, it's going to be it's not going to be recognizable to him, you know. Peru For example, you know, it's changed a lot in that time, right? I mean, it's a different country than it was when you left. That's true.
1: So you can have that initial mindset to go back home. And um, maybe throughout time, you know, you you get really comfortable where you are. And, you know, eventually you think, you know, it's pretty good here. Or I really enjoy my my, uh, safe, quiet neighborhood. I really enjoy... Uh, you know, access to all these things that I might not have access to in my home country. Uh, So, you know, my my car here, uh, you know, being able to, you know, drive up to San Francisco, perhaps, I I don't know, maybe it changes right over time.
0: Well, yeah, so that's one type of kind of a person who always thinks they want to go home, and maybe they really do, but they just get kind of get stuck, right, for whatever reason, like, the kids come, the grandkids come, friends, family, job, and it just kind of never happens, right? But uh, let's uh, let's talk about a different example that uh, we mentioned before we started today, which was uh, Mark Pinkers. You want to tell us a little bit about Mr. Pinkers?
1: Yeah, so Mark was my my roommate. Um, he was from the Netherlands, a Dutch man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he was nice. He was really smart, as is typical of uh,
0: Northern Europeans,
1: I guess, to, to make a huge... Oh, thank, <laughs> you, thank
0: you, thank you, thank
1: are, are you. Is England, is the UK part of Northern Europe?
0: Well, in this example, it is, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, if, if you want to say that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he, he was my roommate, and his attitude was like, you know, I'm here for my education you know, study abroad, probably improve my English a bit, I guess. And, um, you know, have this experience. But in the end, you know, I want to go back to the Netherlands or I want to go back to, you know, Holland because it's it's just a superior, better, (laughs) cleaner. People are more logical. uh, It's just a better place. So I don't think he ever thought about, like, I want to live in the U.S. long term. He just wanted to experience it and then he he could like uh you know compare it to whatever his image was and then in the end he would have a story to tell or he studied a year abroad and you know it was great uh he learned from good professors but you know he, ne- he never intended to stay he loved his country
0: sure so i mean for him it seemed to work fine because he was there for a relatively short time right? but i met a couple of other people who were just not not just about the United States. They're constantly bashing where they are. And they just seem miserable. But yet, they don't seem to take any action on that. So, I'm not really sure why that is. I guess they're drawn in by the money or um, family connections or something like that.
1: Um, yeah. Like, if I could use Japan for an example. Or you've also been, you know, abroad to Mexico and stuff. There's a The expat community does some of the expat community does have a tendency to to bash where they're staying, right? Like, oh Japan is so rigid or, you know, it, you know, these people, they're so, you know, they they just stay at the office all day. Like they get into all the really negative parts of Japan. You know, and every country yeah. has negative parts, but if you if you go down that road and you're always bashing it, you know, maybe, maybe it is time to go home at that point.
0: Yeah, I see that. That's why I tend to try and avoid those expat communities. You know, for you know, for here, I never spend time with English people because I just know, I know the conversations that we're going to have again and again. You know, and to use a benign example, you know, always, it's always going to come out. Oh, you you just can't you just can't find a good cup of tea here, can you? Just they just Americans just don't know about it. <laughs> okay so there's not <laughs> wait, wait, they, they do...
1: was that an English man doing an English accent
0: yeah I was just laying it on a little bit more thickly than usual so you know you're not gonna find what's good here isn't the same as what's good in england if if you're looking for the same things as you find in england you're going to be disappointed or if you're looking for the same things in japan as you liked in the united states you're going to be disappointed so
1: isn't it you know we have amazon now is it really that hard to order up some tea from england or or do they mean a tea shop
0: uh i think they mean you know just when they're out and about and they order a cup of tea in uh, starbucks or um, a restaurant or wherever it might be they know it's it's not gonna meet their exacting standards so you know I mean you find it's it's everywhere you know I've spent plenty of time with Americans in England and they complain about similar things too you know they can't find a good cheeseburger or the pizza's terrible mm-hmm. you know, it's always the same
1: yeah I mean there definitely is that you know where you start to miss, miss things from back home, yeah. uh, you know, so maybe that's, that's one of the pulls to go back home. Like, you know, I, I there's things I miss. I do miss, uh, you know, watching sports going to stadiums and there's nothing like watching a sports event in the United States. they just, I mean, maybe England with their soccer games, mm-hmm. but you know, here in Japan, there's nothing like that. Right. So there's definitely stuff I miss. And that's, that's a pull sometimes I think for me
0: what about the final example you mentioned to me before about the um, Korean American woman
1: oh yeah I just I just think there's a that example is uh, people who who perhaps their ethnicity or their origin is is of a different country and they just have that uh, need to reconnect so with her she was uh, she's a Korean American She was adopted by an American family, and she just had a pull to go back to Korea as an English teacher, actually, and just just for the fact that they wanted to, uh, or she wanted to connect with the culture, the language, the food, the people, and, you know, she even had the idea to live there or get married there. So it's like a whole repatriation, right? So
0: did she find what she was looking for, though? Because I imagine that she had... Correct me if I'm wrong, that she had a kind of idea of this fairy tale reconnection with her roots. And actually, I imagine it was probably quite difficult.
1: I think uh, for her, and maybe I could even say this for Japanese people uh, or Asian people, is that when they go back, when they repatriate, uh, they have like the Asian face or, you know, they have their Japanese face or their Korean face but they don't have the language and they're culturally you know from England or culturally American so actually they what they they find is they confront a lot of confusion Uh, confusion from the the public or from people they meet like who will just start spitting or speaking Japanese or Korean at them quickly like they're native but they're not you know they're like hey I'm from California what are you doing like calm down so I, I think for those people, there is a distinct challenge there. And I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't envy them. I think it's really tough. That
0: makes sense. Let's talk about the other end of the spectrum a little bit then, because the other end is kind of like this full embrace of the new culture. We could call it going native if we wanted to. Um, and it's kind of like, okay, I'm never going home. You know, this is my new country. I think you see that quite a lot in the United States with people who clearly weren't born in the United States, but still call themselves American. Or if you say, where are you from? They'll say, I'm from America, even though you can tell they were born somewhere else, right?
1: Yeah, there's there's definitely those people who just, you know, totally start identifying with their new country. And I think that's great if they're going to live there to want to wanna feel that way, you know? Um, yeah. I think that's, you know, not to get too far into this, but I think that's a big problem in American society that we're having is a lot of people who do come over, they never feel that way. They never, they never buy in. And mm-hmm. I that's why there's a lot of uh, turmoil. Like it is, it is one of our strengths as Americans to be a melting pot. But at the same time, it is also, you know, something that creates strife and weakness in our country. It's a double-edged sword, right?
0: Mm, that's true that's true as a newly minted american i can i can agree with you <laughs> um, so what a, i mean you mentioned your mum before so she's she's she must be an american citizen by now and she it sounds like she's fully committed to being an american being in the united states and she's got her whole life now and she's not really interested in going back home
1: yeah, she's she's totally bought in. Uh she she you know, she likes she loves America and um she's worked there. I think it's given her a lot. It's given her a nice life. Uh it helped her to give me a a good education and a nice life. So obviously, you know, I think she appreciates her you know the United States and She's probably become so comfortable that going back to a developing country would just be such an inconvenience and challenge for her, I think. Even, you know, I'm sure she loves her home country, but I don't think she could do that. But, you know, I was thinking about this, though. So I think as you, the older you get, you know, you, the older and older you get, maybe that comfort, it's great. But you start to get that pull for family even more,
0: you know. Perhaps yeah, and perhaps when she retires and she's financially comfortable, you know, li- living in Peru and mm-hmm. would be would be pretty nice. I mean, she'd uh, she'd be able to have people take care of her. She'd be around the family. She'd have plenty of money to do whatever she wanted.
1: Oh yeah, Peru. She could get a she could get a driver <laughs> and a maid <laughs> to pop it off.
0: So. Let's move on to talk about our personal experiences. Then, so I mean, you've been in Japan for what five years? Is that right? Six years?
1: Yeah, like going on seven years, actually. Yeah, and I okay. was Korea before that for a couple years. So I've been in Asia for almost yeah, pretty much almost a decade now. It's been a while.
0: And I, you know, I've been here for it's almost seven years now. It's coming up to seven years. So, you know, what is it that's keeping us where we are? I mean, we both felt that temptation to go back home, I think. So why are we still where we are?
1: Well, yeah, I guess one of the questions I always get from Japanese people is, why did you come here? Right? Why did you come here? <laughs> and it's, it's a really typical question and I don't mind it. It's, you know, it's normal, but it's the answer is too nuanced to, you know, answer it for them in a sentence or package it up uh
0: but what do you say because you have to say something right even if it's just a partial truth
1: yeah I just go oh I just you know I wanted to come to experience the culture or now it's you know I come for work it's really tough because like the reason you came and the reason you stay you're staying or have totally uh you know evolved in that time in that decade right so to give to give that answer is tough so usually I'll just give some short answer like oh I like the culture or oh, yeah, I just, you know, I I came for work or something like that. Really short.
0: So what's what's the true answer then?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that the true answer is I initially came because I love the culture and I wanted adventure. I mean, when you're young and you just finish university, like, you know, you want to see the world as cliche as that is, right? You know, and yeah. and then you go and you see it and you compare it. And then, you know, you, you start to set down your roots and live a life. And then at that point, you know, you need to decide, like, you know, what's keeping me here, right? You're mm-hmm. at this point. So for you, you know, you, you obviously, you made a life in the United States. Uh, you got married. You, you did a lot. You became a citizen. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so why? why?
0: Well, yeah, I mean.
1: Why are you there still?
0: Why perhaps, not? Perhaps. I mean, I think, although this is maybe an unsatisfying answer, it just, uh, just kind of happened. You know, as you said, I came here and got married. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was why I was here for the first few years. That's why I stayed here. And then as that all petered out and, you know, I was going through the divorce process, you know, I was, I was, was, st- I had to stay here to sort that out. And then I just kind of, kept staying here and I guess I realized that I'm pretty comfortable here I you know for for all the jokes about you know freedom in the freedom and liberty in the United States I do I do feel that I feel very boxed in when I go to when I go to England and I'm constrained by my background my class the way I speak the way I dress and here I just don't feel that at all and Obviously some of that is a white privilege, but um, I think people of all backgrounds um, experience that to some extent. And that's why you find people who are long-term immigrants who obviously weren't born in the United States, feeling comfortable and feeling happy to say, I'm an American. Um, And I just don't think that that would, people in England would think that was too cheesy or somehow offensive if people, denied their own roots or people might think that they were pretending to be something that they're not. Whereas here, I think people are just, you know, live and let be. And uh, so I think that's maybe not something that's keeping me here so much, but something I know that I wouldn't enjoy if I went back. So
1: yeah, definitely. You know, I, I'm glad you feel that way. So everyone who's listening, America equals freedom.
0: well it's not quite that simple but uh...
1: so yeah for me like at this point you know um, yeah i've had my fill of asia so you know i guess i guess if my relationship with my girlfriend didn't work out or uh you know maybe my job situation didn't work out if there was like uh a lot of circumstances that just you know, conspired to just not be working out, I honestly, I would be fine with moving back home. Yeah. Uh, that, that's been my mindset for like the last couple of years. Uh, as much as, yeah, Japan is comfortable and I like living in Asia, but you know, there's nothing exactly holding me here except, you know, my relationship and my, you know, maybe my work. So I'm perfectly fine to go back home. But Actually, I think over the last six months or one year, it's really changed because I've seen how American society has changed a lot and how uh, polarized people are and how entrenched they are in their in their beliefs. And Mm -hmm. actually, I think at this point, I would feel really uncomfortable to go back to California because I don't see a lot of nuance in between people when they're talking about like political issues or societal issues anymore. So I think, I think for me, America used to be a place where we could express ourselves freely. But like now, you know, it feels like even, even those with virtuous opinions or virtuous ideas or in their minds, virtuous, it's, it seems like they're really intolerant too. I, at one point, you thought maybe the people who were racist or who were bigoted were the ones that were only intolerant. But at this point, I feel like both sides are really intolerant. So now I just feel like, well, you know, I'd rather be here. <laughs> I, I don't actually want to go back.
0: Well, I think it's an interesting point And I, you know, I don't want to get into it because it's very controversial, but, yeah. you know, racism mm-hmm. it, to a certain extent is a reflection of are people feeling free to express their opinions about races, mm-hmm. exercising their freedom to um, freedom of speech. Sure. And so there's a delicate balance there that I think I recognize as being eroded and people are placing more emphasis on, um, mm-hmm. on, on, you know, suppressing that. And the price of that is suppressing free speech, which is, could be worth it. I'm not saying it isn't worth it, but there's no debate around that. There's no discussion about the trade-offs that that implies. Well. Um, and I find that quite worrying,
1: well I'll say it. I, I definitely don't think it's worth it and I think it's a dangerous a dangerous game, but that is a subject for, a, for another podcast.
0: <laughs> so it sounds like what's keeping you in Japan then is your relationship.
1: Yeah, I think so because if you're thinking about building a future with someone, you can't be in two different countries. <laughs> it doesn't work. But of course of course but not, yeah no. but I'm not somewhere I hate. I obviously I am comfortable here. And due to the circumstances in the U.S., I, mm-hmm. I don't have the desire to go back at this moment, you know? Mm. It's really turned me off.
0: I think there's a certain temptation for me to think about going home, but also there's a lot of inertia to overcome. I just, I'm comfortable here. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. Um, you know, I built my life here. I built my career here. And... I don't. I don't have any of that in in the UK. So I think there's just.
1: You just love people complimenting your accent all the time.
0: <laughs> well, honestly, that used to happen a lot, but it doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> so maybe
0: maybe it's time to go back. Maybe it's time to go back to the UK for a couple of years, recharge my accent, and then I can come back and uh, you know, experience the glory days again when I arrived at UCSB and all those. Uh, co-eds are going crazy about my accent
1: the golden age (laughs) uh
0: anyway that feels like a good uh time to wrap up so this is this is part one of our discussion about going home Mm -hmm. and next week we've got a special uh guest um so jose would you like to introduce uh, introduce yeah we're,
1: we're gonna bring in uh my friend ken he's also from the uk and he spent a couple years here in japan but recently uh circumstances and just he's decided you know it's time to go back so he'll be going back to his home country so i think he's a he's a perfect man to to talk to on this subject
0: okay we'll tune in next week and we'll uh, hear from ken why he's sick of japan and why he's going back to the best country in the world whoa (laughs) all right well thank you very much for listening um you can find us on social media uh, twitter at permanently res that's r-e-s uh instagram at permanently res and you can email us your questions comments and complaints at permanently res at gmail.com okay
1: see you next time bye bye